0: This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It is Wednesday the 12th of October 2022. Coming up today, we are getting into the inbox. So many of your emails and
1: voicemails to go through. Sean's with me. Let's go. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, Sean Priest, how are you?
2: Oh, I am fantastic, Stephen Scott. How are you, sir?
0: Well, do you know something? I think by the end of today, if not tomorrow, I am either going to have no voice or a really, really deep voice. Or a really squeaky voice. I don't know which one it'll be. I've got some illness. An illness has befallen me. We know what the illness is, so are we not allowed to say its name anymore? Probably not, no. I don't know. I mean, is, it, is there any impact at all by telling people I have this? I mean, it, the old days, it was like, you know, <gasps> when I say the old days, I mean five weeks yeah. ago. People yes. would scream in fear at the mention yes. of the COVID word. But Unclean!
2: Uh, Uncle- I, I haven't
0: been tested, so I don't know if I've got it or not. I, I, before you start freaking out people, I, yeah. I'm not going anywhere. So I don't have to worry about it. I'm not infecting the planet. Don't matter. Don't really matter, does it? No, but the stations were fine. Did you? We're yeah, you fine. I, you know, I feel like I'm one of those record. You know those record players, and sometimes it would run slow. I feel like I'm that today. Yes, you've
2: got the brain fog. I believe it's called. I spent like three hours on the phone with my mother yesterday trying to fix a laptop problem with uh, her. I gotta say, COVID fog brain it was driving me absolutely crazy. I was biting my tongue so much. God, love you, mother. But, oh, wow, that was hard work. Anyway, yes, yeah, she yeah. has COVID as well. It seems to be, um, you know, um, rearing its head again a little bit, but, hey, seems Winter. like we've got to live with it, right? It's like flu. That's it. Exactly, as
0: that. exactly. And I know there's a lot of people who are worried about it, and I get that. Um, you know what? Just make sure you're vaccinated, right? That's the key. If you can be vaccinated, absolutely uh, do so. If you, I mean, you know, a lot of people now, a lot of businesses now are not suggesting that you go to work. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's good. It's the opposite way around. (laughs) That's brain fog. You see, Uh, that is it in action. Uh, No, what they're saying is actually no. Do go to work because, frankly, you know what? Everyone's vaccinated, so it's fine. Um, Yeah, it's just really interesting, isn't it? I mean, you you know, I I think for us, we're unlikely to turn up at the AMI HQ in Toronto, so it's fine. We don't never say never. Yeah, (laughs) we'll we'll turn up, and they won't let us in. Yeah, well, they're already there because they're all working from home, right? So yes. <laughs> just Dave. Dave's sitting there getting really annoyed uh, at the fact that I've turned up during a show again. Um, <laughs> that's usually how it goes. But uh, no, I'm feeling okay just because this is so good. throat that's bothering me, to be honest, that's all. So I sound if I sound oh. bad, I don't know how I sound. It's like, I feel no, okay. You no,
2: sound, you sound lovely. Look, take some fruit, uh, not
0: fruit, throat fruit. lozenges fruit. and suck on a fisherman's don't you friend know I'm you I'm Scottish?
2: <laughs> you
0: hey, know salad fruit. is a bad word around here. <laughs> That's my safe word. I told you this before. Uh, that's my safe word in life. What? Fruit? No, salad. Salad. Oh, yeah. That's because right. I think it's, uh, it's one word that in Scotland you can shout and people will look as if, well, what's yeah. wrong? There must be something wrong. Can I wrong. just say,
2: he's not telling me his safe word for any particular reason. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Let's move on.
0: <laughs> wow. Oh, dear. Listen, such sad news yesterday. Um, Angela Lansbury. Dame Angela Lansbury.
2: <gasps> yeah. Oh, no.
0: I know. 96 years old, 96 years wow. young, to be fair. I mean, this woman yep. was very sprightly. She always, she always, to me, looked exactly the same through her whole life. Every TV show, film, she just, yep. see, to me, was the same person. Maybe as a kid, everyone, as a kid, everyone looks old, right? You, especially when you get to your 40s and 50s and you kind of get to a point in your life where you look at people and you go, I'm not old, I'm not old. And other kids yes. are going, you look dead old. <laughs> you know, thanks. But you, then you, you realise... As a child, everyone looks old. But no, Angela Lansbury, she didn't look old, but she just, she had that grandmother thing. Um, she, she did. Just, and, and she was when she was 30, yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And and just such a lovely person. And there's a great video going around um, which features the, the music of one of my favourite movies oh, of all one. time. Beauty and the Beast, of course. And the video that's going around is of Angela Lansbury and her co-stars Um and actually, shooting this particular song, uh, it's behind-the-scenes footage of her singing along with it, and it's just—it's just brilliant. I, you know, I love this movie, I love this song, and I thought I'd play a little bit in today, uh, just so you can uh, just just reminisce with me on how wonderful she was and how great her voice was in this movie. I don't know, if she was in lots of different things, but for me, it was Beauty and the Beast. I always just remember her voice, and of course, Mother, she wrote. Murder she enjoy. wrote.
2: Yeah. Come on, that was a classic. That was like Dick Van Dyke in the M D whatever he starred in. But ah, I loved her. She was amazing. Like you say, she's just always there. It's absolutely. like you grew up with. It. A bit like Betty White. You yes, know? absolutely amazing. That's so right. sad.
0: Angela Lansbury, rest in peace. You're an absolute star, and uh, I was I was pl- pleased to watch you on screen on many an occasion. Bedknobs and broomsticks. Remember that. Do you know what? I wasn't even sure that was her, but yeah, absolutely. That's on like every Christmas. It's fantastic. Blue Hawaii, we'll we'll gloss over that one. Um, But, you know. (laughs) Don't go that one. They can't can't all be great. I think she was Elvis's mum in that one, if I remember rightly. That was. Oh, right. That was like a strange movie. There was a couple of movies she was in. There was another one, um, The Manchurian Candidate, which I was seeing a few people talk about last night, which is going right back. I haven't seen that one. No, but not that version of it, because it was the, I'm sure it was Denzel Washington's version I saw of that. Yeah, that's right. So, but she played uh, a, a part in, in that movie way back. And I think a lot of people are going to be heading back to, you know, it's yeah. a, this is definitely one for Netflix to get on this weekend, I think, because a lot of people will go back and watch that. You know, it's one of the sad things, but it's also one of the great things. You know, when someone passes, you kind of always, it kind of gives a resurgence to their work, which is sad, because yeah. you kind of wish that happened where they were alive, they could see that. But, yeah. But there is something nice about it. People will be going back this weekend and watching Mordoshiro episodes and, you know, revisiting yeah, yeah. be Beauty the Beast or Bednows and Broomsticks or all that, but no, that's great. But anyway, um, lots of feedback coming into the show. and no. uh, yeah. feedback scares me now. <laughs> well, it does, yeah. It scares me as well now because I think they've, they've turned on you. Uh, they're starting to turn on me. Um, <laughs> the public are revolting. Uh, and I mean that in the nicest possible way. Of course. Um, but yeah, like... like <laughs> Let's get into some feedback and uh, see what you've been saying. So uh, let's go to our first message, read, of course, by Laura.
3: Oh, hello, 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 Stephen, Sean and Mark. I've been listening to you all for years and I'm really enjoying the new daily format. Have you considered putting the Double Tap TV videos on the Apple Podcast app? I don't use YouTube for anything, but I'm on the podcast app all the time. Just a thought. Stephen. Several times I've considered writing into one of your shows only to learn it was going off the air soon. Eventually I hear Robin Christofferson on the other podcast plugging your new project and then I play the podcast version of Where's Waldo until I find your new show. It's always worth the hunt though and I've enjoyed each of your podcast personas from Tech Talk through BGTT and now Double Tap daily. I don't always agree with you but I always enjoy hearing you out and I learn something. Ah, Sean... You are the Uh, reason I'm finally writing in today. uh When I heard the comment from a listener that the show would be better without you, I was impressed with how you handled it in such an understanding and reasonable way. Not a common response nowadays. Obviously they're wrong and you're great, but maybe you could start selling swag and make some money off all this. I'm a proud friend of The Shed hashtag friend of the shed. But since you were so understanding to your detractor, maybe you'd also enjoy a friend of the hedge, hashtag friend of the hedge, competing (laughs) campaign to rally your critics. Whatever makes you happy, man. I'd like a friend of the shed shirt and mug and maybe some stickers. I can't see much anymore, but it would definitely be a conversation started with my co-workers. Gents, I love what you have all created here and will happily keep listening until this one ends. You create another podcast and the search <laughs> begins again. Keep up the great work. Cheers. Caleb from Minnesota.
2: Oh, thank you. Oh, well,
3: that nice was so message. nice.
2: Yes, thank you so much. You know what? You've restored my faith in feedback. I, I'm not scared <laughs> anymore. Thank you so much.
0: You the friend of one. the
2: shed. Yeah, friend of the shed. Friend of the hedge. Yeah, even better. That's it. We've got to get our merch sorted. That's it.
0: Yeah, you know, I I did sneak that to Marco Flalo before we came on air, and I thought i just sent my little email saying, you might want to consider this, because I think this is actually pretty good. (laughs) I think think it's really good. Um, Yeah, that's brilliant. You know, know, I I Hmm. think he also brings up a good point about the fact that the way you did respond to Dean's message, um, because you know what? You do deserve some praise for that these days. If if that had been me, I don't know if I'd been quite as gracious. I'd like to pretend (laughs) I would be, But I don't think I would be. I think you did well in responding to that. And and you did it very graciously.
2: Well, thank you. I don't think he was particularly, you know, he wasn't particularly nasty. He said he didn't like my style, which is absolutely fine. I I, I understand that.
0: So, yeah. I know the feeling.
2: (sighs) Um, Okay, so. (sighs) Can I just say as well, we're not moving anywhere. I think we're here to stay. (laughs) Famous
0: last words. That's that's not up to us. But yes, you're right. Oh, yes. Our desire is to stay here. We'd like to stay. Absolutely.
2: God bless you, Mr. F.
0: <laughs> don't forget the salute. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. F is, I think he's, um, I don't know, he's fab today. I've decided he's fab. Ah, well done. He's friendly. Friendly Mr. F, of course. Yeah. yeah Leave I there. There. I my brain fog is, is, brain frog, I was going to call it, is <laughs> kind of kicking in here. Anyway, let's get to uh, another, potentially another detractor here. Uh, Greg in Pennsylvania. What's he going oh, to say f- today? Yeah, no. Get ready. Everyone sitting down? Here we go.
3: Hello, Tappers. First off, I want to express how enjoyable it is to listen to Laura reading the emails, although I miss the fun of putting words into emails simply to hear how Stephen would pronounce them.
0: Oh, thanks.
3: (laughs) I have a bit of an issue with how you guys portray the cost of specialised technology, especially on the hardware side. With the notable exception of some note takers, it is very rare for a piece of blindness specialised tech to become obsolete, even when they become discontinued. Additionally, they are generally built to last, so a $1,000 device that does its function well for 10-15 to years is not at all uncommon and in the long run is very affordable considering the increase in efficiency and quality of life they can deliver. Sean has been rather dismissive of the ARX wearable. I've heard rave reviews of its use in scene description mode when walking down a business street. I would love to hear you guys put it through its paces and demonstrate its benefits and shortfalls for us. I've been hearing Stephen's excitement over non-existent Apple glasses for more than six years now and really wish he would stop. (laughs) Envision glasses and the ARX wearable may not be perfect, but they are available somewhere other than in Stephen's imagination and are both worthy of full demonstration and evaluation. Why the holdup? Greg in Pennsylvania.
0: Yeah, you know, one thing I'll say about our audience, you know, they come to us with a good argument and uh, Greg is no different. Uh, He absolutely does come with a good argument there. Um, So, Sean, to you first... Why have you not demonstrated the ARX headset?
2: Okay, so as I said, I was waiting for the Ira feature to drop before mm. I put it through its paces, yeah, fully and, and let people know. Um, but it seems to be being pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. So, um, yes, okay, I will do. I will. I, I can always do another update when the Ira review uh, feature drops. So, yes, okay, I will put it through. I will do a review of the ARX. Uh, system soon next week maybe
0: yeah well uh, how about that because I am going to be doing a review hands on of the Envision glasses as well um, and I think what we'll do is we're kind of going to get back to our classic style of you know just taking these devices talking through them and you know going through all the, the kind of putting through its paces showing what it's capable of hearing the voice um, and hearing what its features are because I think that's what people are after right that's what that's what Greg is looking for here and I get that. Uh, in terms of the length of time that you have these devices, do you know something? I think that's true of Braille. I would agree with that. I mean, a lot of Braille devices, and even... I, mean, I don't. I, I, you don't? No. I've,
2: there's so many times I've heard these the, the, you know, Braille displays where the, the, the dots get stuck and the, the pins mm. stop working, and there's a lot of back and forth. Yeah, but they can and be I've fixed, heard, right? Yes, of course they can be fixed, but I've heard equally nightmare and dreamlike experiences with customer support of waiting six months to get their display back. Some people getting it back within 48 hours or something like that. Hmm. But I'm just saying, I don't think it's cut and dry just to say, you know what, you're paying your money for this durable, long-lasting specialist tech, because I don't think that's always the case anymore. I think you're probably right, Greg, going back a a decade or two. But no, honestly, I don't think. I'm thinking of the Braille Note Touch. That had so many issues. I know so many people had so many problems with that. And equally, there were people who didn't have any problems at all and am trying to be balanced. But, um, you know, I don't think that's necessarily true anymore, that you expect these to last forever, and
0: they always get full support for 10 or 15 years. I honestly don't think that's the case. Well, I was thinking kind of along the same lines. You know, when I think of Braille devices of old, I mean, you know, take the classic example, the Perkins Brailler. Uh, yeah. You know, unless that thing falls under a steamroller, and even then I think it would probably damage the steamroller. Yes, it's, it's quite a durable device. And the only thing that used to go wrong on that was the chain, right, for pulling yes. the paper through, I believe.
2: Yeah. That was the only thing. But, you know, you get a, basically, you get a blacksmith in and he fixes it. it. It's as simple as that. That thing is durable. Yes, I would agree.
0: But then, you know, I was thinking about one. Um, a friend of mine has one of these and it was the, and the name of it's gone. I think it might be the Apex. It was a QWERTY keyboard with a Braille, um, with a Braille display. And it was a note taker, but it was standalone. And I remember thinking, I was quite excited by it, but I remember at the time, you know, when it was, it was, I was at school at that point that, you know, it just wasn't available to me. And I wasn't, you know, as I said before, I never got, I never got taught Braille at school, not really properly. So Braille didn't become part of my life. And I think actually that would have been really useful. And that kind of device was cool. Now, interestingly, a friend of mine was, I was talking to him about this and he says, I've got one of those. It's in my cupboard and it still works to this day. And worked great, you know. And, and so you can kind of see Greg's point that some of this stuff does last forever. But then, you know, anything can last forever if you look after it, right? I mean, anything could last a long time. I always got amazed at these kids that managed to, within like five minutes of owning a new iPhone, managed to smash the screen or, you know, scrape yes. or damage the cameras. And I think, I've never done that in my life. I haven't broken a single thing. And if I think about it, I could probably use my iPhone I mean, I'm never going to do this because you know the kind of job I do. I'm always wanting to test new stuff, but I could own the same phone for six, seven years. I mean, realistically, oh, yes, there's could. no reason yeah. why I couldn't. With updates, even with even with no updates, even if it got to the level of say the iPhone, where are we at? The iPhone Seven now It's when the kind of last one that gets updates. I think so. That's that's to. an old phone, but it's people still got it. They still love it. Just it's the battery, works. isn't it? That's yeah. the only thing. If you.
2: Replace the, well, apart from Greg's, Greg's famous 6S, I think lasted for years. Well, that's right. Yeah. On battery. But, that's um, right.
0: But I, I do yes. think there's a, there's, a, there's a point here about um, longevity. And I think you're right. I think things have changed, though. And I think the durability of stuff that we get today isn't quite as good. And I don't know if it will last as long. I agree with you. I mean, it's interesting. My Focus 14 braille display has not worked properly for a while. And I've been waiting to get it sent away. Now I will admit this is not the company's fault. This is my fault. Just dragging my heels on it. I have an, I yes. focus 40 as well and it works fine. Um, yeah. so I've been using yeah. it instead. So that's my reason. But the point is that it's not working. It doesn't, it's, it's got a problem. It's going to cost me money to get fixed. Now you're right to say, well, yeah, I, I, you can get it fixed. True. But if your argument is it's durable and lasts forever, well, it doesn't. Um, well, so, I suppose the argument is also
2: that Greg is saying is that it is supported by the company for a longer period than normal. You know, well, it's not it's just there. twelve months. Yeah. out and here's a new, here's a new version. We're not bothered with that anymore. And I think that is that's a valid point as well. It's you know supported. What, longer. Do you know
0: what's interesting? So I read this article by Sean Hand, the the guy who wrote the the article on the Verge or from the Verge, talking about screen readers. And oh yeah, I, yeah, and I, and I Accessibility
2: chance, Week or whatever
0: it was. Yeah, that's right. And um, we got a chance to interview him. Uh, that interview is coming up soon, but we're going to be playing that in probably next month. It's a really interesting chat with him about why he decided to write the article, why The Verge is going down this route, and, you know, because it doesn't kind of fit the narrative a lot of the way, does it? I mean, accessibility is not the most sexy thing for a lot of companies. I mean, it's getting there, but it's, I you am. know. Yes. but well, you're not the poster child, thank goodness. <laughs> but um, but I, I do find it interesting <laughs> how they've kind of taken this route. And yeah. I think... You know, it was interesting talking to him about it, but one of the things that came up in that article was the length of time that JAWS as software has been around. You know, blind stuff sticks. If it works, we hold on. No, um, oh, of course. Yeah. And that's, you know, that, that's interesting to see. So, yeah. But anyway, uh, good point, Greg. Thank you for that. And yes, those reviews are coming not next week. Remember, we're here. Well, we're all here next week, but we'll be off on holiday the week after that we will be into these reviews. So stick around for that. Um, Let's go to Negative Julian, who's been in touch.
3: Hello, Sean. I would just like to let you know how appalled I was by that foul calumny hurled at you by Dean from New Zealand. You, (laughs) sir, are a star, a wonder of our age. I congratulate you for your many fine achievements. Your Sean of the Shed series is a marvel of clarity and information. On Double Tap, you are the voice of sanity. A steady hand on the rudder in the storm of the spendthrift Stephen Scott's madness. (laughs) £129 for a cable. I'm so appalled to have to say it again. Mm. £129 for a cable. I know. For heaven's sake. That's about the same as I paid for my previous smartphone. (laughs) Sean, on the subject of Stephen, I think we can all agree that we in the blind world owe him a lot. He did great work standing up for us, calling out the powers that be for their failings. He was a good man. How sad it has been to hear him slip into a parallel universe where he is a billionaire with a magic bottomless barrel of cash. Probably too many apples. All that malic acid has burnt holes in his brain. Tragic. So tell us, your listeners, person to person in confidence, is there any hope? Any psychiatric intervention? Any change of medication that might bring him back to budgetary reality? Sean, I have written this email to you trying to keep hope in my heart. But I confess to you, sir, that such is Stephen's departure from economic responsibility, so massive his lack of grasp of fiscal reality, that I feel there is a very real risk that, by this time next year, he will indeed be Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. <laughs> Can you save us, Sean? Please save us. May God have mercy on us all. Yours, with terror gripping his heart, Negative Julian.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Okay. Um, Are you in
2: charge of our uh, economy from now on, <laughs> Stephen? Are you in charge of the budget?
0: Do you know, I never wanted to run this place, but it looks like I might have to. I may have to because it looks like we're not in enough mess. So clearly, uh, yeah, I should take over and make it even worse. Um, yeah, thanks for that negative, Julian. Um, Thank yeah, you. do you know, it's, it's funny because I have this conversation with some friends, not so much you, I've noticed you don't say this much, but friends of mine do say like, you're buying all the time. I'm like, do you know, guys, people send me stuff. I mean I don't mean people, I mean companies. I mean it's not just like, you know, Jew up the road sent me a Matthias keyboard. Um <laughs> but you know, it, it's, it's it's you know, stuff comes in and I'm kinda of lucky well, that. As way. as we've matured, Stephen,
2: as a show, as a identity, uh, yes, we 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 are getting more stuff. Well I say we you are getting more stuff sent to you from companies. Excuse which me. Is very excuse nice. me. Yes. yes. Uh, did you did
0: you get yep. your Aeon Vision headset? Your Apple Watch? Your uh
2: Anyway other yes, toys. So, things are but you know what i'd uh, spend your money on whatever you want stephen scott if that's your thing i spend all mine on takeaways it's fine <laughs> you, you, you buy away as long as you can pay your mortgage and your bills then uh you buy whatever don't you bring want that up.
0: <laughs> don't bring that up please <sighs> keep this up i'll be playing be my guest again um, yes. <laughs> so uh, no, do it, you know what? I, I, it's funny because we've um, we've actually got so much tech to talk about in the next couple of weeks. And what I've decided to do is actually stop the spending for a little bit because what I want to do is actually excuse go... me. I'm so <laughs> I'm so sorry, but. <gasps> Oh, there we what? go. Thank you. Dean will not be impressed. Um, Sorry, Dean.
2: I had to do it. You're going to stop the spending. Well, I am
0: because do you know why? There's there's a lot of toys in this room and uh, you guys deserve to hear about some of these toys. So that's why in the next couple of weeks you might have somebody yes. tweet out about these uh, Sony headphones, the X5. And there's a big long WH-1000X5, whatever it is. Um, but X5 is the, is the key number in that. <laughs> uh, noise cancelling headphones. Now, I will tell you, Uh, I'm not going to get into the full review here, but I will say that so far, very impressed. And more importantly than anything else, the weight of these, they are so light. They almost feel, dare I say it, a little bit too light. You know, that way you kind of think, is this this any good? I mean, you know, the problem is I'm comparing them. I don't think they don't feel cheap, but they're on that verge of cheapness uh, because of the lightness. Um, They're comfortable.
2: That's what they are. Well, right? that's,
0: but but, compare the, but I tell you, here. when you mm. can you compare the weight, and this is I'll be doing this in the review, we'll be talking about the difference in weight between them and the AirPods Pro Max, which are ridiculously heavy. Quality. Premium. Well, that's, that's the, the yeah, question. You can, you can feel the money in it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the stuff with fibers. <laughs> that's right. You can it must <laughs> it must be because I tell you, the the weight on my head, I mean, it is like it's like the crown that King Charles is gonna to have to wear. You know, it's like is this, this is heavy, oh, right? Topical. So, well done. Yeah, thank you. Um <laughs> we'll do thank it for the coronation. Okay. There we go. He he can be coronated. Is that the word? Coronated. Yes. Um he will M- be coronated yes. into the uh, kingdom of United. I don't know where you're going with this. And anyway. I will yes. I will wear my headphones. Okay. To All the, right. to the well music done. of Jerusalem. that you go. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> actually not a bad idea.
2: Please forgive him, listeners. He's got brain fog. He, he doesn't know what he's I saying. I know not of what I speak. Is that Can I get away with that every day? Yes. Uh, no, of course you can. It's absolutely fine. So are you now saying that the, um, what, what were they called? Are they, the Air Maxes? Are, are
0: terrible. AirPods Pro Max. No, they're not terrible, but well, I'll, I'll get into that. I'll talk, because look, they're a different price right. point. They are a little yep. bit more expensive by a little $200, $300. yeah. Uh, yep, yep, yep. But... You know, I think it's a good comparison, or at least it's a good place to start, because I think oftentimes, if I'm honest, I think Apple really did price those AirPods Pro Max way too high. I yeah. think they should have priced them at three four nine three nine nine. $9 you know, not oh, yeah. way up in the five four nine range. You know, it's Same just ridiculous. The Beats used to be right
2: that yeah. sort
0: of price. Yeah, the pricing I think was a bit out of whack. It, it, they do that, but I don't know. Wickedy, wickedy whack. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, shall we? We'll take You're a break. Welcome. We'll take a break. Uh, we'll come back and we'll uh, go through more of your emails. I'm also going to mention uh, the Meta Connect event, uh, which <gasps> took place yesterday. Sorry, Dean. Stop upsetting listeners.
2: I get easily excited. I can't help it. I'm sorry.
0: Well, Carry the future on. the future of the planet is um, legless. Did you know that? <laughs> You're talking about. Well, that is quite a cliffhanger for the break, I <laughs> will tell you. The future is legless. I'll explain more after this.
1: Stay right there. Send us your feedback to feedback at ami.ca. Leave us a voicemail at 1-877-803-4567. You're listening to Double Tap. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. Stephen and Sean today
0: on Double Tap and... Uh, I've moved away from the coffee. I'm on the little chilled fruit drinks now, trying to ease my little oh. throat. Yeah, I'm
2: having naked drinks now, naked and I, drinks. I must say it, it's a it's a revelation. It's a it's a change of my life. Yes. What does it mean? It's basically, I think it's like those innocent smoothies. It's like that. It's it, it's called naked, and it's very nice. You have naked bars, don't you? Yeah, N-A-K-D. These are not. I don't think this is available in Canada. I don't know. Is it? Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, I'm just letting people into my life. I'm letting people share my thing. So, uh, yeah, I'm just saying. I like smoothies
0: all of a sudden. You know, I've never in my life just wanted to just cut my feed here and just leave you. <laughs> what? Just going. Just just, 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 just to see how long you last. I'm just telling us saying, your story of drinks.
2: No, I'm just saying I'm making that change. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm I'm going to make a change. Yeah, for the rest of my life. I'm trying mm. smoothies. There you go. Beautiful. Um, so i com- I feel like I'm coming to smoothies a little bit late, but I, th- I think you new might. I think
0: the yeah. damage may well be done. <laughs> I think, I think you've turned up to a building collapse with a bandage. Uh, that's <laughs> how I'm feeling here. Um, okay, so. Um, Let's talk about MetaConnect. So MetaConnect happened yesterday. Uh, I should also say that um, during the course of today, the Microsoft event is taking place as well, but we'll cover that tomorrow. Ooh. I think that's going to be more interesting to us. Uh, we're going to be talking about you know hardware that we might actually want to buy. Uh, there, I said it. But yes, yes. Uh, MetaConnect, uh, Mark and I are going to be talking about this in quite a bit of detail on Saturday. So I'm not going into too much here. We're also going to be joined by... The Metaverse expert himself, Chris Matthew, who is uh, joining us to talk all about what has uh, transpired at MetaConnect. So we'll uh, look forward to him joining us on Saturday's show. But um, I will say that I watched some of the presentation and like most people turned it off after about 10 minutes because it was so ridiculous. Uh, I I just, you know, I said before the break, the future is legless and and you wonder what the heck I was talking about. Yes, Um, we all do. So these avatars, and this is what you have to understand here, right? And I I realise that for a lot of people who listen to this show who are totally blind, they will be trying to envision, envision, envisage, envision? One of those words. Envision, envisage. I can't speak today. Imagine. Um, Imagine, there we go, thank you. (laughs) Trying to imagine (laughs) what it would be like to live inside a virtual world. And the best way to describe it is, at least from what I can tell, is it's like being inside a live cartoon, and oh, that's good. I all like all the people are cartoon images or cartoon, you know, 3D graphics, right? Yes, but, but they're yes. all 3D cartoons. I believe they call them avatars. They do call them avatars, right? So that's yes. lovely. But these avatars apparently don't have legs, right? That isn't true. Of course, they have. No, legs. some of them Wait. don't. Some of them don't. Well, at least, if they do have legs, the legs don't move because apparently, oh, that's true. According yep. to, uh, and this was brought up in the presentation. Legs aren't easy. That was an official quote from the people at Meta. Legs aren't easy. Now, I think we can tell why. Because there's no sensors on us for that, right? Our sensors are in our hands when you're wearing the VR Mm -hmm. headset. Mm -hmm. You've got the sensors. The controls are in your hands. So they can actually get it pretty good at even, you know, imagining what your hands are doing. Um, (laughs) But, um, careful. Keep it together. Family show. But there's no sensors on your legs, so they, can, they who knows yes. what they're doing. So that's, I think, why. But anyway, that's my point: that the future is legless because these avatars, the legs don't really do anything. Oh,
2: well, it feels like you're nailed to the floor, right? Because what what can you do until well, we've got right. treadmills, multi-directional treadmills in every room where we can walk around? Because you can't walk around because you you walk into something. So it was. I I've got to say, I totally agree with you. And from the rumors and stories, how much. I don't know, truth is behind them. You know, the whole of Facebook or Meta staff, they don't want to use the software. They don't want to do meetings wearing a headset. It, it's not there yet. Until we can put on a pair of glasses, sunglasses, and then be immersed in that world, this is never going to take off because people don't want to wear, what are they called now? The Quest Pro that they Quest just released? Quest Pro. $1,500. 15- $1,500 and the most sleek and thinnest and compact and still looks like a welder's helmet is yeah. absolutely no one's going to wear it. So far too early well, for me, I think
0: far too I early. I think people will wear it. I think those people are kids
2: and but gaming is absolutely yeah. perfect. I gaming, mean, I would love I would be all over it. this if I could see. But gaming is where this this stands out. Uh, and social i mean my daughter is an animator and she does so many of these avatars it, it amazes me she gets so many commissions to make people want their own personal avatars for things like vr chat and i i, I just i don't understand it it's a different world to me exactly. does she get paid for that uh, yes she does and, we're and, not and talking, what does she do you know, she
0: creates like a graphic i
2: don't well, understand people, this
0: what, what is she doing is it,
2: so she creates a 3D model, she sculpts it, she textures it, then she rigs it for the animations. So people want like Pikachus or well, you know their favorite game character or movie character or something weird, I don't know. And yeah, so people want their own avatar, their own persona for VR chat. From a social point of view, VR is actually, it's, it's more uh, popular than I thought it was. I, look, people, I can, it seems far too early for this talk. No one's entirely sure what it is. No one knows how it's going to play out. And I just don't think the technology is there. No matter how much uh, Facebook, sorry, Meta, want to say it is, it just isn't. Until we get those sunglasses we can slip on, this isn't happening. At and I think I Meta think so. have
0: accepted that because they were kind of alluding to this, that it was early days. multi
2: Multi-year projects they kept saying yes
0: i kind of laughed at one of the parts of the presentation where they mentioned that they were going to be bringing the metaverse to some new platforms including mobile phones (gasps) oh wow they're going to bring the metaverse to your phone that is incredible that's different that is that's just blowing my mind and oh it'll (laughs) be on your desktop it'll be available through the web as well oh great so it's now just a website as well so you can join in on a chat even if you don't have your headset handy or you can't afford to buy one
2: but that's the thing, though. I don't want to be one of those old, you know, those old fogies say, oh, this technology is so much better now than it is it will be in the future. I, 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 maybe this technology has legs, funnily enough. Maybe there is something in it, and maybe there are aspects to it. I just think we're not quite there yet. I, I think there's far too much excitement. Or for, to have an event about this that isn't just purely about, hey, this VR headset is great for gaming, I don't want to do Office on a VR headset. Who does?
0: This is the thing, right? It got worse because then we had Satya Nadella from Microsoft, the CEO of Microsoft, stand up and talk about Microsoft working with Meta to create experiences. So now, if you thought Teams was bad before, now you get the (laughs) chance to spend it in some cartoon boardroom with all these people who you dislike anyway. (sighs) Inside your head, I am sorry. This is. Are you telling me? <clears throat> are you telling me that businesses that can barely afford for their their customer or for their for their staff to buy a laptop, they're going to fork out fifteen hundred quid on this, or fifteen hundred dollars on this do you know thing? What? I I do highly you, doubt it. Do you think this is a response
2: from working at home? Do you think there, there is? It, it sort of smacks to me of those people that say turn your camera on in a zoom meeting. Mm. Do you know uh, is it is it people need that visual presence of another person even though it's you know virtual is, is that
0: what this is? I, I think I think we're moving into a different phase of that conversation right because I remember when we had the conversation we we did the, the town halls and we went out to Regina and we talked about you know Saskatchewan. Thank you. Thank you. Ruined that again. Camilla will not be happy that's another listener unhappy. No that's right. i I've, I've been practicing. Saskatchewan. Stop it. Uh, so when we were out there, we were talking about Wan. COVID and the impact of working from home. And we were nah. kind of talking about, get shut yeah. up. We were talking about all these impacts, right? And what I think, we're, I think the conversation's changing. Because a lot of people I'm talking to, people who were strongly for, including me, I should say, working from home, as opposed yeah. to being in an actual office. Don't you dare. Those people are now turning around and, I'm oh, not so much, but a lot of people are now turning around and saying, Do you know what? kind of want that hybrid lifestyle. I want to go into the office a couple of days a week. I want to see my friends. I want to socialize. And maybe VR brings some of that in. I don't get it. I i have been in enough meetings, Teams meetings usually, um, where I remember during the pandemic in the company I worked for at the time, it was a lot of let's get together and have social events. It was awful. It was an, a horrible experience. <laughs> I think I said this recently, it's like standing in a whole bunch of people standing around you in a circle and you're thrust into the middle of the room and you have to talk and everyone listens to you. And then you go back into the crowd and someone else comes out and speaks. It's just a horrible experience because it's not a social thing. It's not the social, a social thing is where you and I would say, yeah, come over here, Sean, I want to tell you about this and we can do that. Whereas, and maybe in VR that is possible. Maybe that's what makes it more appealing. So I think the problem is for you and I, and I think there's a generational thing here. My wife was watching this with me last night, and she's like, who's going to do this? And I said, well, look, I think the generations today growing up, the kids of today, yes. they might love all this stuff. It's not for me. I, it, it seems like a horribly dystopian world. It's almost as if the world outside has gotten so bad, I want to create a whole new one inside this headset. Mm. And I don't know if we should subscribe to that too. I think we'll be careful. We isolate people enough. In our world, and I don't know if you know phones have isolated us. And I know people say, "Oh, it's a great social thing." I don't. I, I am not sure I'm on board with this as being a great social thing. I think we're we you know look look at how mobile phones have separated us and isolated us. Has had has had massive impact on politics and everything else. Look mm. at that, and then look at today. And you know, you imagine a world where suddenly everybody is sitting with a headset on in their house just talking through this thing I, I don't know it's very black mirror to me and i just i don't like it
2: yeah it's a bit better than life right we're all why live in the real world when you can live in paradise in virtual reality i don't know, you know what part of me is is thinking that maybe i'm kicking against this because of its visual nature and there is a lot of work going into accessibility in vr was it ar Accessibility was the consortium. Yeah. There is work and, and thought XR, being put in XR, place. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh about accessibility in this virtual world. But still, there's no getting away from the fact I think that this is mainly a visual platform. And uh, that that does worry me. As it did when we moved to the touch screen away from physical buttons, I was very worried at that point until you know the accessibility came along with Apple. So I am slightly concerned about that. And maybe that's why I'm a little bit dismissive of it. I don't know.
0: I'm, not, I'm, I'm less concerned about that because I feel that there's enough groups, there's enough conversations, there's enough happening already. You know, even in the early stages of this, there's, there are yeah. groups, there are huge groups of people getting together, discussing how this space can be accessible to all so that, you know, if you're in an environment, you know where you are. But, you know, I don't know. That, that worries me less than the social impact perfectly honest I feel the social impact is is potentially dangerous here because I think we are isolated enough and this is only going to make it worse I think for gaming I get it I think it's probably a great experience you know and I I think that's the thing I maybe miss out on the most because I think I'm with you I would love I mean I've got the the original first well the first one wasn't it the Oculus Quest that came out you got the the Quest Quest Quest. too, haven't you is it I, I have no idea but whatever that one is that I got. You know, it was good, but I, I couldn't see enough in it. And and the, the games are way too quick. So I just can't keep up with them. And yeah. it just yeah. it kind of lost interest for me. It didn't work out for me. But I think, you know, for other people that would be great. And I know there's audio be- benefits to to XR and, and mixed reality and all that stuff, but honestly, I would just stick on a pair of AirPods Pros and play games that way. You know, with spatial audio around me. 360 audio going on in my well, head that, yeah, and I don't have to wear this horrible big headset. You know? That's the and maybe, point, that's, though, isn't it? maybe that's Maybe that's something that when Facebook, I mean, I'm kind of joking around the fact that they are bringing the metaverse to the phone. Maybe that's part of it, actually. Maybe that's part of bringing the accessibility, now I think about it. Because what you're saying is, well, we can bring it to other devices, other means of bringing you in. So let's say you joined a Teams meeting virtually, and you're someone who's totally blind, and you join it in the VR world. But you don't actually have the headset on you just have your headphones in you've got the spatial sound you can hear people all around you clubhouse is a good example of this it's about the closest we have at the minute where it's you know someone's good. speaking and then someone else comes in and they kind of come in from the left and the other person moves off to the right and you have this kind of circular conversation thing going on i mean that's already yeah. in action so maybe that's it and maybe that they, works that does work well okay there you go i'm for it now well done hooray i'm not changeable <laughs> But anyway, we are, we are going to get into this in more detail, um, especially about some of the announcements and, and that headset itself. We're going to talk more about it. I can imagine, I'm going to take a wild guess that Mark's already bought this. I'm just going to guess. Oh, do you think? Yeah, of Oh yeah.
2: he has. Yeah, this would be right up his alley. He'll, He'll love, love this.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll get his take on it as well. Coming up on Saturday's show, we'll get into the Metaconnect event. And as I say, the Surface event, which uh, will have happened by the time this airs, uh, we will be uh, reviewing all of the news on this on the next episode of Double Tap. We'll be getting into whatever they bring out. I mean, who'd have thought they'd bring out a surfless tablet 100-inch? I mean, who th- who knew that was going to happen? Who, who, who knew, Stephen Scott?
2: Who knew? I just want those uh, adaptive keyboard things. That's what I'm waiting on.
0: I was kind of hoping that might, yeah. Well, you know what? I want, want the them. Event, I want them now. The event has, has happened by now, but we're oh, yes. recording this in advance of that. So Before that. Yeah. The future is is potentially golden here. I, uh, yeah, madam. Yeah, well done. Brain fog all around. Sorry. It's great, isn't it? I can't right. cope. Tom has been in touch from Long Island, New York. I love seeing that. And uh, Laura reads his email.
3: Hello, Double Tap crew. I'm an iPhone user. I would consider purchasing a Google Pixel phone if I could customise the gestures on the Google Pixel to be equal to my iPhone gestures. Apple seems to be putting many of the favourable accessibility features in their Pro phones, which start at $999. Features such as lidar and the U1 chip, as well as the power on and off sound alerts. Thank you for all your helpful information, Tom, Long Island, New York.
0: Okay, I I thought gestures were getting better on this. I mean, I thought Android gestures were getting closer.
3: There
2: was a time when the um, was it the Samsung uh, voice screen reader was Mm. mimicking iOS gestures, but that's I, I I haven't used Android. In a while, can you can you customize the gestures?
0: You, can, you know, Well, there are customization options. I think the problem is you don't get things like split tap. You don't get the multi-finger gestures. Yeah. I think that's the problem, isn't it? That you,
2: you, Yeah, but you do now, don't you? With iOS twelve, brought in multi-finger gestures. Uh, iOS, sorry, Android OS twelve. Um, and with Android thirteen just released, I'm going to have to go back to my. I've got a Pixel five somewhere, so let me go back and um, look into that. But yeah, I. I that would be nice. So basically, it's a bit like what you know all the other screen readers do with JAWS, and it's try and mm. mimic those those keyboard shortcuts because people are so aware. I agree. It
0: would be nice if those gestures were sort of the same across screen readers. It'd be a lot easier. Uh, or yeah. at least, you know, even if you could have like a layout, you could say, could I just have iPhone layout?" You know, with yeah, it's with like the gestures or whatever else. They yeah, have. I can't you know, even just, remember. just have yes. standards set on that. That would actually be really helpful.
2: That's a really um, good idea. Get on with um, Tim. Immediately. I'll Steven call them immediately. Right. Okay. Fantastic. And the, um, um, sorry, what else was said there? <laughs> what did Tim say at the end? I've got brain fog. I don't know. <laughs> what are you asking me for? I just work here. Okay. Fair. Oh, no. The, um, the accessibility features in the higher-end iPhones. I mean, aside from the LiDAR, to be fair, I mean, the... Oh, yeah. Uh, the 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 tone at turn on, yes that would be nice, but we've been living with that that for
0: so long. That is a strange one though. I still don't understand it why is that's really not in the odd. previous generation, so they can't just add that in. I mean, I don't buy all this that's in the BIOS and you know, we can't do it at the start. I mean, come on, really? That's just a yes. software thing.
2: Must be. Oh, no, I, I agree. And 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 the U1 chip as well. I don't that's not purely for the pros and pro max. It's that is in the standard one and in the minis as well. It's simply not in the SEs. Mm. And the older devices, the U1 chip, of course, is the ultra-wideband uh, radio chip, uh, which is used for Find My, for precise and accurate, you know, it's an inch to your left, apparently. I've never used it, so I don't know.
0: Uh, I want to mention uh, the uh, interview, we or at least the feature we did with uh, Winston Chen. We talked to Winston about uh, subscriptions and subscribing to apps, and we asked the question, would you subscribe to apps? Um, as opposed to paying outright. And uh, Michael Allen has been in touch after that conversation.
3: My first reaction is to say, yes, I would gladly pay a subscription for Voice Dream Reader. My second reaction is to think, oh, I wonder what the price would be and could I afford it? I would have to think seriously about what I would be happy to pay. I would have my doubts about anything over two or three pounds a month. Michael Allen.
0: Yeah, I think I'm like that as well. I think it depends how much it is. You know, it starts getting into the five, the six, the seven, eight, nine, ten dollars. You think, well, hang on a minute, what am I paying for here? And you know, you start to then compare what you're paying to what you're getting elsewhere. So if you're getting Netflix for the same yeah. money, you're thinking, hang on a minute, this seems a bit yeah. weird. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm
2: paying nine pounds for all the video I can watch a month yet. Versus, I think you're right. You know, I, wallpaper. Yeah, I, yeah <laughs> <there you go. laughs> I think that is that seems to be the, the sweet spot, two or three pounds or dollars a month. But, I mean, is that sustainable for the developer? That's what the whole subscription model comes down to, is keeping the developer, um, I don't want to say interested, but that's the word I'm going to use, interested enough to keep developing and
0: keep the app you know, maintained. So I, I don't know. It's a tricky one. Uh, let's get a voicemail. This is from another Tom who's been in touch with us.
1: Hello, this is Tom from New Hampshire. Enjoy the show. A couple of questions here. I don't know if you guys have run into it or not. Um, when you charge your new Apple Watch 8, and that's what I have, all the way up, VoiceOver mm-hmm. goes away. The only way I can get it to come back is to constantly turn VoiceOver on and off and on and off and on and off. This morning, it took my friend, turning the watch all the way off for VoiceOver to come up. Second, I've downloaded all the voices I want to do, and I said, use this voice. It won't switch to the new voice. If there's a step I'm missing somewhere on the watch. It only has... Uh, speech on the watch version, not on the Apple, uh, on the phone version of the watch. Again, is there's stuff I'm missing. Enjoy the show and uh, hope to hear from you guys soon. Uh,
0: okay, well I, I think a couple of things are in play here. I think you've got to check what version of software is on your watch, Tom. I think that's the first thing you have to do. Make sure it's up to date and, and look fully up to date because there is a new update which came out which did address some of the voiceover issues people were having. I did see this reported online. People saying The voiceover on their watch was going away. It didn't happen to me at all. On the charger, not on the charger. I mean, of course, I've got an Apple Watch Ultra, so it doesn't need to live on the charger because it can live forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. I noticed on the Series 4, the voiceover was going away constantly. I was forever banging on the screen trying to wake it up. On the Series 7 I've got now, it is a lot better. I haven't noticed it when it's charging because I just tend to throw it on charge and then leave it. So I haven't seen if, the, if I can still access VoiceOver. But I, I'm with you, Tom. I think there are some issues still with VoiceOver. A new version of watchOS did come out yesterday along with iOS 16.03 as well. So it's always worth giving that a try and see if that helps at all. But maybe our listeners can help you out. Because honestly, I don't know off the top of my head uh, about the speech as well. Well, I haven't used the new one.
0: The other thing about the voices, um, again, I I check the version of software you're on, because now when you go into speech, and it is only on the watch, not on the app, on the phone. So That's weird. I know it is a bit weird, isn't it? But it seems to be only in the phone, uh, sorry, only in the watch itself under the accessibility settings you can then find the voices under speech. You can then find voices. You can download the voices individually, whichever one you want. You have to also make sure you've downloaded the voice. Make sure it's downloaded first. Once you have it downloaded, it will activate. Uh, You don't have to...
2: Well, that's what Tom's saying there. He's saying he's got it on the watch. It's not on the uh, watch app on the iPhone, which you've just verified. He's downloaded the voices he wants, but it's not switching over. So you're saying it should switch over
0: immediately as soon as it's downloaded? Yeah, but it does take a little bit of time. I mean, if you haven't got the voice on there and only have a couple, maybe it's just a case of it hasn't downloaded yet. Maybe you have to go back and then reactivate it. I will say, though, VoiceOver, I mean, on the Mac, it is just a joke at the minute because... it's as if they've just forgotten about voiceover on the Mac sometimes. It's like, you know, I will get to, you know, next year. Because you know, I, I've noticed, for example, if I change the voice, it doesn't even register that it changes the voice anymore. The the voice just doesn't change. And then really? sometimes, then like, you know, three restarts later, ah oh, there it is. It makes no sense. You know, it's just yeah. it's not very, very all, uh, it's just all over the place, I think. Um, but I, I, I would start with the software version you're running. Make sure you're totally up to date with your software. And uh, try the speech again on the watch, but not on the app. Uh, on the it's phone.
2: so it's so picky, though, isn't it? it? Is I, I think sometimes it's just a case. You know what? I'm going to leave my watch all day on charge, uh, connected to Wi-Fi, and let it do its thing, and then come back to it the next day. And it's, sometimes it sorted itself out, and
0: sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, hit and miss. Yeah. Um, listen, that's almost it from what us. What a great help we are. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, the problem is there's so many inconsistencies. That's the problem, right? I mean, is, you know, yes. like you're saying you're having the issue with the voice. You're not alone in that because I've heard a lot of people saying that, including Tom. Um, I haven't had any of these issues. So I don't know. It's, it doesn't make sense. And I don't know if it's, is it device specific? Is it update relevant? I, I don't know. I mean, some people even updated to the new, although I'm always, always at pains to say, make sure you've done the update because that's why I'm saying that because oftentimes people say, oh, it's up to date because they think they've got the latest update and that's as far as it goes. It they don't realize there's like a point one or a point two Yeah, update oh, that's on that, through. let
2: through. Let me just say before we go, I saw yesterday a new Soundscape update came through. Now, if you own the Bose frames with the head tracking, the Altos or Rondos, this new update gets rid of Bose frame support for mm. head tracking. Okay. So if you love that, then uh, turn off auto-updates because Soundscape is dropping support for head-tracking on the Bose Frames Autos and Rondos. Still available, though, on Sony Link Buds
0: and AirPods. Yes, and Air So AirPods, yes. at least you've got that. But, um, yeah, that's a shame. That really is. I hope they start working with some other providers as well because there's a lot of other headsets out there that have got the head-tracking features and they yes. can work with. Uh, listen, that's it for us today. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for your feedback. Keep it coming. Uh, you know how to do it. Feedback at ami.ca. Or call us on 1 803 456 at Stop oh, okay. It. Sorry. 4567. We're back tomorrow. Bye, Sean.